it's one thing to pick up something online, but a totally different other thing because sales is a different language. And then to, to break that down, real estate sales is a different language. You need to know all the contract stuff, but, but you also need to know what to say when somebody's sitting in front of you. And so the best way to do that is to immerse yourself. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. You guys are going to be excited about this interview. We've already been chatting for a while offline. I'm super excited for what's going to happen next. Today, I'm interviewing Jazz Takar. So Jazz is from Canada. Wait till you hear some of this volume. Has done 1.2 billion in volume, you know, during his real estate career. The, you know, he leads a team. He, I think he just said his team's like 40 or 50, doing 600 to 700 transactions a year, really doing some fun stuff. And right now when we were starting the call, he's got like blueprints all over his room. He's got all this different stuff going on for these condo releases. We're going to get into a lot of that. Jazz, how's it going, man? Just living the dream over here in Toronto, Canada, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me and kudos to you, man. And congratulations. I mean, at the time that, uh, at the time of this recording, I mean, there's some people who are obviously locked down, lost their business, uh, lost their livelihoods and lost lives, man. And, and, and we need more positivity and you're putting that out there. So congratulations to you. I hope uh, anybody who's listening or watching right now, um, does, does themselves a favor by, 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 putting out more positivity because that's the virus that I like and, and share this podcast, share all of Aaron's content, get the word out more because you just don't know who you're going to inspire. And I, I mean, I love the energy, as you were mentioning, we were talking off air for a couple of minutes and then being both podcast hosts, I think we both realized like, Oh, we should just press record. Let's just get started because yeah. so much of, so much of goodness comes in that introduction that we as 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 content creators we forget to press the record button so yeah. i'm glad you caught it and you did it at the right time right buddy. it's like finally we better we better we better start <laughs> recording this before we go much farther you know that is you you start off with that point of like sharing positivity right so why are we why do people do what we do and you know for all you listeners that are real estate agents or investors in all the different places like why we do what we do is so important and man and we've been saying it for a year now so like fear is contagious but so is hope, so is positively, so positivity, so is leadership. So you need to choose what you're going to bring out, especially as whatever leader you are inside your family, inside your team, or if you're leading one of your clients, like if you lead with positivity, you lead with hope, you lead with inspiration, then that is just as contagious. I want to say that's more contagious because it at least makes me, it at least excites the right part of me. So you're up in Canada. I'm down in Austin, Texas. I, I, in Toronto, you're in Toronto. I think we're probably like living in two totally different worlds right now. Like we were before, but what's it like? Like it's April, 2021. We've been doing this crazy life for like 13 months. What's it like in Toronto right now? Well, right now we just got back into our full, our third full lockdown. So our leaders here, i.e. the government and anybody who knows me um, knows I, I don't really go on like political rants. It's not who I am. Um, but 
they haven't figured it out, right? Like we've been going in and out of lockdown three times now. And so from a real estate perspective, though, um, we've actually seen values increase more in the past year in 2020 and the start of 2021 than we've ever seen. I mean, last year, we ended up with 13.1% year over year increase. And the first the three months, because you said, you know, recording right now in, in, in April. So the full January, February, March stats, the first full quarter, we were up 23.1% compared to last year at the same time, which is mind boggling because we haven't had anyone coming into our city. We're, a, we're, 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 we're a, like geographically speaking, we call it the greater Toronto area, which is essentially a 50 mile radius, 70, uh, 75 kilometer radius of 6.6 million people. We, on average, get about 250,000 people year over year into this city. But none of that happened in 2020. Like, I mean, we had like probably 15% of that happened in that first quarter of 2020. And so that is what we generally hang our hat on, the fact that we have so many people coming into, into the greater Toronto area. We have We've always had a limited supply. Just to give your listeners and viewers kind of the landscape of our city, we kind of live on a real estate island, very, very similar to Manhattan. To the south of us, we have a lake. So we haven't figured out what Dubai has, which is to build on the build on yeah. water. On the northern part of our city, though, we have what's called a, a, a green belt legislation that came into effect about 15, 16 years ago that restricts developers to build on it, to preserve the land which obviously is very important. But what it does is that because builders can't build on the northern part, can't build on the south of us, you, you see a lot of cranes in the sky right now. In fact, we're probably number, if we're not number one, we're number two to Singapore in terms of new construction happening right across the world. And, and so that's why we see a lot of condos being built in, in, uh, in Toronto. We've always had this supply issue. It's actually going to get worse, in my opinion, anyways, because once the borders start to open up, you're going to continuously see values increase. But I mean, the rate that they increased uh, uh, in this first quarter, Aaron, I mean, personally, as a realtor, you know, our friends and family and a lot of our, our, our network is like, wow, you guys are probably making like millions upon mil like you're printing money in your office. It's like, well, it's not as easy as you think, because yes, we have a lot of people looking interest rates are 1.5% to lock in for five years, never been seen before, but we have no inventory. So for every, for every 10 buyers I have, 15 buyers I have, I have one property to show them, right? So that obviously makes it tough. I've been speaking to a lot of real estate agents right across North America, specifically through uh, Clubhouse recent, of recent. And obviously the story's the same right across the continent. Um, and, and, and so it's tough, man. And I always talk about w depth more than width in my business, meaning I'm always, always focusing on how can I bring more value to the people I already have? Because they know people that know people. And so that's kind of what keeps me up at night, man. Yeah. 1.5% interest rates. The we've been thinking, I've been thinking a lot lately about, you know, just inflation, right? Like, so I know your government's been printing money and giving and, you know, and passing it around like crazy. Our government has been printing money and passing it around like crazy, which just tells me that like, 
regardless of whatever, there's a natural inflation that happens. Some people are like, well, there's not going to be huge inflation. Maybe not, but it's going to, but I think there's going to be more inflation than the natural inflation. And it's always been more than one and a half percent in five years, or even like, so we're not that low here, but we're, people are getting three and a half percent. And so you go, inflation is going to outkick interest rates no matter what. So it's almost like getting paid to borrow money right now. So you're saying like, if, you, if you're paying one and a half percent, but there's going to be, you know, 3% inflation, something like that, that means you're getting paid a 10% you know, annualized interest rate in order to be able to, to borrow the money. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So right now, so in other places in the, in most of the places in the U.S., real estate is booming. There are certain places people are leaving there. You know, it's not booming as much in, you know, in the heart of certain cities, although that is now coming back. We've seen a lot of news lately of, you know, New York City coming back, of city of San Francisco coming back, you know, things like that. But where, if you're in an island where usually a bunch of people move there and right now they're not, where is the vacancy? So, cause everyone's like, Hey, if I'm stuck in my house, I want a bigger house or I want something better. Is there a huge vacancy at like the really at the low level entry level stuff in Toronto? Well, or? Right now, specifically the vacancy that we're seeing is in downtown Toronto with condos. Why? Because people started to get fearful and, and some of it warranted obviously, right? Like with, with, with COVID, but I, you know, at the start of it, I'm not sure if you heard a lot of it yourself, Aaron, but we were hearing things like, well, I don't want to be even, I don't want to touch the elevator button. I don't, because we, we thought it was maybe this virus was passed like on packaging. And so, you know, bring home the vegetables and wash them all. And that has kind of gone away. I don't hear that as much. And at the same time, obviously, everybody was worried about toilet paper for some reason. Don't I still don't understand yeah, what the heck was here. going on there. Uh, and, and that happened. Look, I mean, definitely right across the continent. But so condos in downtown Toronto is is where we saw. Uh, the only place actually in this greater Toronto area that I've been speaking about that actually saw a dip in value. So it actually dipped by 10% in the first three months of the lockdown. So March to, I'm going to say about August. Okay. So a little bit longer than three months, we saw a 10% decrease in values in condos, as well as rents went down by 20%. We're now it's rebounded already. As you mentioned about the New York's people are starting to come back. They understand that, okay, at some point, this is going to be over. Like I was watching something in Texas there that, I mean, I think it was the Rangers. It was the Blue Jays playing the Rangers. It was a full, if not like 80% capacity, maybe, maybe it was a full stadium watching the baseball game. I mean, as we as Canadians see that, we're like, what the heck is going on here? Like, why, why are we locked down? This, in my opinion, again, in terms of the virus, like I, this is going to be around forever. It's going to be like the flu. So at some point we got to get, we got to start opening up. Why is all that important in terms of real estate? Because the guys and gals that went outside of the downtown core, the one negative we have here in Toronto is our transit as well as our traffic. So getting back into the city, which would normally be, call it 50 miles, which would take approximately, you know, whatever it is, about a 45-minute drive. With traffic, it's an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. And so because, that's t because people have moved out, you're now starting to see them come back because cars are starting to get back on the road, right? Especially before the lockdown. And now what we're seeing is, is people starting to come back into the city, fill those vacancies. Rents have gone back up. The values, when I said in terms of prices was 10% down, now we're at about 5% down. So you've already seen the rebound.
Yeah. What it's, it's really interesting as we get to start to see stuff shifting around and, and people moving and you guys are in such a unique real estate thing there. So right now you, so you did 636 transactions last year during 2020, right? And the, and this year you're going to do 700. How big do you say your team was? I got 44 real estate agents and 11 support staff. So a full team of 55. When did you become an agent? 16 years ago, to be exact. Was that in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm born and raised here in Toronto in the northern part of Toronto in an area called Rexdale, really a place that doesn't have doesn't necessarily like doesn't have an, a lot of people to to look up to if you know what I mean right luckily for myself though I I had uh, uh, my parent both my parents are still alive they're together I had two older brothers that kind of kept kept me insulated and having two older brothers is always a healthy reminder that you're closer to the bottom than you are to the top and <laughs> even me being 39 now they still try to remind me of that but um, yeah born born and raised in Toronto always a real estate agent here in Toronto yeah, the older brother still still try to push you around. That, that's like a natural <laughs> a, a natural cycle. My son has three older sisters, and I think that's almost going to be the opposite because they yeah. like they like baby him and give him whatever he wants. Yeah. And the and, or or and or his mom his his mom and I do too. Like my wife and I do too. Real estate rock stars. This is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many companies. They aren't gonna punish you when you grow. They're not gonna charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're gonna charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out, Rent Ready, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50, that's Rockstar50, and sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code ROCKSTAR50 to get rent ready for only $54. So you got your license. The Why did you get into real estate? Uh, look, I've, I've always been a sales guy, man. Probably my earliest memory would be like six or seven where I would always be the kid to put up my hand like when the teacher asked who wants to help with the book fair, who wants to uh, go door to door and sell the Christmas ornaments. Not that even I, you know, my family wasn't having East Indian descent, not that we celebrated really Christmas, but I, I really liked 
just people. So 12 started selling papers. The first time I got paid for something and I fell in love with that, that whole transaction. Actually, that's what it was at that time. I'm a big believer now. It's all about relationships. But at that time at 12, I'm like, I deliver papers and I get paid for it. Okay, this is cool. And I just got to knock on doors and ask for subscriptions. I like that. I, I caught on really early. Like, okay, I knocked on 10 doors, seven people didn't want me there or didn't really talk to me well but the three when i built some type of rapport early on i.e spoke to spoke about their lawn spoke about their car on the driveway i started to pick up on things at a very very young age and then i started selling shoes then i sold uh, i went to the bank and and did mortgages and loans then i got into car sales for 3 years and that's where i felt that's where i found my first mentor outside of my house um you know my dad being kind of number 1 and mom but that's where I, that's where i had an owner who still to this day him and his family own 10 11 uh, uh car dealerships but he took me under his wing saw something in me took me under his wing and i like like if you want to know sales to all the real estate people out there, you should just go do car sales for three, four, five months because it is one of the most interesting places to work because of the people that that work in a dealership, but then also the customers. You don't have a, like you don't have the, the the process of a real estate transaction could take months. When car sales, you got two, three days. You better start building rapport really quickly. But the most important thing is follow up. Like you learn follow up to the T. Like I, I didn't have technology back then. We used cue cards. And so I would call all my cue cards every single day and just ask if somebody was ready to buy a car. And if you ran out of people to call, you knew you weren't taking enough, what they're called ups. Like you weren't taking enough people that are walking into the showroom. Near the, near, you know, I was there for three years, probably, you know, coming to that two and a half year mark, I sold four cars to real estate agents and started to see like, you know, obviously doing their credit applications, notice what they make, you know, for two of them, English was probably like their fourth language. We're a very multicultural, like one of our main, one of the main reasons people want to move to Toronto and in Canada, we're not the capital. We're definitely the, the fi- I think the financial heartbeat, but what we had is very, we're very multicultural here. And so these guys, these two guys, English was like their second language, but I'm like, holy crap, look what they're making. You know what I mean? And so that's when I started to say, I'm going to go get my license. I always liked investing in real estate at a young age, father being a taxi driver, mother being a a, a factory worker. Really, the only way that they made ends meet or definitely helped them was to rent out the basement apartment. And so I learned the thought process of investing in real estate. Everything matched up. I said, I'm going to go get my license. I actually thought I was getting my license to learn how to invest in real estate. I learned quickly that's not what it was for. And that's, that's where it started 16 years ago for me. That is awesome. So, and then, so how old were you when you got licensed? I was 23. I was 23, 23 years old. You'd already done yeah. sales for a while. You made some money selling to real estate agents. That happens a lot. There's different times when the... You know, we, we, I live a pretty big life with my family and I, and, uh, uh, the last year we haven't really, but it is funny when people go this, there's, they see something and they go, what do you, can I ask you what you do for a living? It's either about whatever car you're renting or the hotel you're staying or the travel, whatever they go like, can I ask you what you're doing for a living? And so I could see that happening at the car place. You're like, wait, what do you do? And they're like, real estate. You're like, okay, I want that. 
So how so how did you do your first year in real estate? So my first year, I probably did about uh, five six deals. I probably did five six deals. Funny thing happened as as I had the mentor in car sales. I got into I went to a big brand, and no shot on any brands and who you work for. It was what I needed though was somebody to teach me the ropes. Like and but I didn't have that on, on to where I went first. So for three months, I went to one of the bigger brands and 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 like just amazing people there, but. The, the, the fit wasn't right for me. I needed somebody to really, really sit down with me and spend time with me. And after three months, I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I'm going to do this, man. Car sales, I was what, 22, 21, 19 kind of thing. And free cars, I was driving all nice cars. Gas was paid for, insurance was paid for, didn't have any real bills. Now I'm in real estate. And the only training I got was from, again, very nice guy, but he's old school. He handed me the phone book and said, start calling. He goes, do me a favor, start in the middle in the M's and the N's because people usually start at the A or the Z's and they don't get to the middle. So start in the middle. That was the training. I got on the Your phone. Your training was take the phone book, start in the middle. Start in the middle. That was my training. And and he gave me a script and I called, but I was like, people are telling me to F up and all this kind of stuff and I can handle objection. And I've been in sales for a long time, but I'm like, I'm just not liking this. I go to a fat back then. I go to a fa- I, I go pick up some mail from my mail slot and a fax comes through. And it says free business development seminar for real estate agents. I go there, I go check it out. And it's a gentleman out of a hundred people, just, you know, serendipity, call it what you want to call it. He ends up picking on, picking on me throughout this, uh, uh, one, two hour seminar. I give him a call the next day and say, dude, like, like I'll buy your coaching plan. It's the last $2,500 I have left that I saved up. He's like, screw your $2,500. I'll teach you. You're going to join my team. Like it was a small brand. There was like three people on it. He goes, but uh, uh, for two years, you're going to, you're going to do whatever I tell you. I was like, bro, I'll clean your toilets. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And I'll do it for free. I don't care. Cause I was living at home. Right. I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. He took me under his wing. And uh, uh, for 13 years, two years after that happened, three years after that happened, started to become a partner in the firm. Two years after that, I started, I was like literally one of the owners here and he passed away uh, three years ago. And now there's, there's, there's two, uh, I have a co-founder with me as well, uh, a business partner, and we have 44 agents and 11 support staff. Yeah. Looking back now, so now you're doing just gazillions of transactions. What do you wish you would have known when you first started as an agent? Look, I think, I think I would have joined a, a team right away. I, like that's what I should have done because what I've come to learn now on the other side and, you know, right side, out, right side, right outside my office right now. And in my office, I have people who just listen to my calls. They, they watch what I do. And so learning through osmosis is, is such a big part of my success. Like my come up was that me learning from people. I wish I, I wish I did it right from the start. Like even the three months that I spent with somebody else, that three months, I would have done more deals. I would have done more deals. And then like, even when I started with the guy that, that mentored me, it still took a year to just, you know, nine months to a year to just kind of get up and running. So the biggest advice I give to people who are starting out is don't even screw around, like get on a team, get on a team, Find somebody who's doing this at a high level and get them their coffee. 
because if you're the person who's getting the coffee, you're going to you're going to be part of the conversations they're having. Bring value. When I say get them their coffee, what I'm really trying to say is like do whatever needs to get done. Because I've seen the flip side of that as well now. Like there's so many people around me that that just want to like hey Jazz, can 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 we get lunch? Hey Jazz, can we can we can we go get the stuff from the printer? What why? Because then they're sitting here, they're listening to phone calls, they're listening, they're actually sitting in on meetings, they're in it. Like the best way to learn a new language, if you wanted to learn how to speak Spanish, go to El Salvador. Like yeah. not to throw a stone at Rosetta, you know what I'm saying? But like <laughs> It's 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 one thing. It's one thing to pick up something online, but it's a totally different other thing because sales is a different language. And then to to break that down, real estate sales is a different language. You need to know all the contract stuff, but you also need to know what to say when somebody's sitting in front of you. And so the best way to do that is to immerse yourself. And when you're starting out, unfortunately, our industry, our business could get very very lonely if you're not doing it with other people and i don't and that doesn't mean that you need to be with this team for the rest of your life but build a strong foundation with this team in 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 the learning years and for me and from what i watch now from the agents on my team and so many like the organization that i'm under has 1300 agents so i get a lot of data You know what I mean? I got my 44 agents under the umbrella of that 1300 and the ones that the ones that do what I'm saying for two years like what I'm advising for a minimum of two years are the ones that you can see in their five-year career and their 10-year career have done very very well. I love your analogy to language learning because it's I think most people if you say hey the best way to learn a language is by immersion Like that's how the mili- military teaches people how to speak a language before they go to another country. It's like the it, immersion is the quickest way. Like, yeah, you go to, live in Mexico for a month and you have and you're not speaking any English anymore. You will know how to speak Spanish by the time you leave. And so being able to apply that to whatever you want to get good at. So so getting somebody's coffee, like carrying the briefcase. I talk about I wish I could just carry Elon's briefcase and follow him around everywhere. But I could just hear the sort of things he says at and those then, meetings. Just a f- And, and and just to add to that like just because because you said that I know what your answer is going to be to my question anyways but would you not pay to get him coffee right like maybe 50 gra- like I, I, legit yeah. legit yeah, I would, I would, I would pay quit my John's assistant yeah yeah I probably would quit my business right now and pay a hundred grand to be Elon's assistant for a year yeah like you know we're talking about Probably like I don't think he's human. I think he. I think he truly is an alien. That's why he wants to go to Mars. Like he's so brilliant. He's he is the like the most the, the by far the smartest guy that has ever walked this face of the earth. Because the the man built a built a built a car that you know obviously the uh, like Tesla and at the same time is taking us to Mars. Not at different times. He's doing yeah. it at the same time. Like Yeah, he's digging what? he's digging tunnels through cities. I was about to say they, and then this this new co- the boring company yeah. digging tunnel like and to do all of this at the same time, brilliant. I would pay the 100 grand to be his assistant. Why? Because what am I going to pick up on that? Like I'm going to I'm going to probably end up earning 10, 15, 20 million dollars just sitting with the guy. 
you know, and, and being in that connection. So I'm very passionate, very, and I think your listeners and viewers can tell, I'm very passionate about immersion because it truly is the fastest way to learn. Yeah, fine. He, yeah, it's, it's a great example of, you know, of, of brilliance and fascinating people. And if you could pay to be next to them for a while, you're going to learn so much that's going to be there, even the opportunity cost of what you're doing along the way. So the, let's, let's change a little bit. So that's, that's great advice for somebody starting at any point in their career. Right. And whether it's real estate or anything else, I think it's, I, and I love the, I love the analogy to immersion. I've never heard that. And I'm going to apply that so many times as I try to teach people, how did you go from five or 10 or 20 a year to five, six, 700 a year? Was there a transition point? Was there a big moment? Cause there's a lot of our listeners that are doing 20 or 30 transactions a year. How, what would advice would you give them to get to like the whole next level? Yeah. So, so, well, for me to get to the 600, that's with all my agents as well. Out of the 44 agents that we have, I'm going to say 20 of them uh, consistently do, consistently do probably about 20 deals. The other 20 are probably flirting around uh, uh, six, seven deals or so. And then the rest is made up with what I do out of this room because I'm still a practicing broker. In fact, my business partner does handles the managing and the running of the, the 44 agents. I handle our branding, our sales, and our marketing for our core, core clients. Um, and so for somebody who's listening, if you, like, I don't think, I, I don't think you need to get to 600 deals with 44 agents. I, I like I, I, That's not necessarily the path you need to take because to do the 600, 700, you need to get the way that I did it anyways, was to go recruit agents and bring them into your team. You need to build a great culture. You, like, you truly, and I don't mean this in a negative way, way, but you're babysitting. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, that's what your, a lot of your job, your day becomes that when you grow on a massive team. Now, speaking about speaking to and speaking about the, the, the agents that are doing 20 deals and they want to get to a hundred, you could definitely do that because I personally, out of the 600, I write about 160 to 170 of those deals. So, and I do that with, I'm going to say I have Luke, I have Ro, Laura, Tyler. So there's four that I do that with consistently every single year. And the way that I did that was from in, in a couple of different ways. A, the, the, the fastest way to do it, still going to take time. It's not going to happen in three months or six months. You know, it's taken me 16 years to be an overnight success, whatever that word means, success, but is content, is branding is now to start to become the authority in education of your product or service. And obviously, we're speaking specifically to real estate agents. So what do I advise? I advise give away all your trade secrets. Tell people how to sell your own, their own home. So there's a book in, behind me here. Okay, It's absolutely free. There's no cost for it. Any of your viewers and listeners can get it. Just put, put it in the link or something, my email or something like that. They can take this guide and just rewrite it for your state because our states are different. It's a book called that we wrote called Real Estate Intelligence. Anyone here that's listening uh, uh, or watching Aaron can have this. There's no cost for it whatsoever. And like literally as an agent, guys, use it, rewrite it and use this as your business card. But it teaches people how to buy their own home. It teaches people how to sell their own home and invest on their own. Because 
and you can tell me your numbers, but in Canada, and you guys are probably 10 times whatever we are anyway. So in Canada, only 2% of the nation ever actually successfully sells their own home. So why not just teach the other 98% how to do it? Because you know, they're not going to do it anyways. And so what does that, what does that do? Well, then that makes you become the authority and they're going to realize how much work it actually really, really takes to do the risk that's involved. And, and you'll start to now pull people towards you rather than always pushing marketing down their throat with not that the just solds and the just listed and the cold calling and the door knocking doesn't work because it does, but add on content creation. It was by far to answer your question. What took me from doing X amount of deals to Y to what we're doing now? It was content creation. So I try to produce 20 to 23 pieces of content a day on all the platforms because the best, the best compliment I get is like, dude, I see you everywhere. Well, it's better than not seeing me anywhere, right? So first job is getting someone's awareness. And then making sure you have something good to say, which from my opinion, I like to educate people on the process. I don't do a lot of call me now, like at the end of any of my videos, check it on Instagram or YouTube, whatever my podcast, you very rarely will hear me say call now because just because I'm just putting out the information. I know people will do the digital deep dive on me and figure out what I really do. I also don't think that you should all make it all real estate, your content. Let people get to know you a little bit more. You can choose what to be, to be private or not. My, 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 my wife and, and my two kids, very rare can use, like, I don't know if you've ever seen my kids on social. We just made a decision. Not that we're right or wrong, but that was our decision. We don't want them out on social. We're going to let them decide if they want to do it. But again, you're okay with that? Put your kids out, show your kids, show your pets, show you, show the fact that you love the Dallas Cowboys. You know how many connections I made with people because I'm a Cowboys fan? And yeah. it's cool because even if they're Eagle fans and we hate them, but they, 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 they <laughs> we, we can still get, <laughs> you caught that. Good job. Like it's okay. Like, like we still get into conversations and the coolest thing being a real estate agent is that everyone's talking about, it. I think it's the most visited uh, uh, content on, on the internet you know, real estate porn, one A, one B kind of thing. Yeah. And so content production was by far the biggest game changer. Number two was once I made the mindset switch to that, I don't want width, I want depth. I'm a true believer that the average person knows 200 people. So if you know 200 people that know 200 people, your network now is not 400, it's 40,000 people. I need to get to 167 of them. That's it. 200, let's just say I personally want to get to 200 deals. So I just break the numbers down. So I got 40,000 that are in my network and I got to consistently put out content and then just follow up. So I do 50 touches a year with anybody in my, in my, what I call as a REC insider, my database, my CRM. And if anybody who's listening or watching right now doesn't have a CRM, not to take any listeners or viewers away from Aaron, you should stop this podcast and go get yourself a CRM because what are you doing in this business without a CRM? You need some type of software to house this. But my list now is 9,000. I look over to my whiteboard here, Aaron, 9,280 people. I spend all my efforts when I'm not producing content like this, I, I, I spend all my efforts on how am I going to bring value to those 9,280 people that are going to introduce me to their friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors. So depth more than width, meaning 
50 touches every single year. Somebody who's watching or listening, I was like, dude, that's like, what the heck? That's crazy. Look, you could do the cheap way and do, send four emails. Quick math tells me that's 48 touches. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'll let you get away with half of it. Send two emails a month. That's, that's, that, that's 24 touches. What if you called them three times? Well, now you're at 27 touches. What if you did some webinars for them, educational webinars where you brought on the mortgage advisor or the real estate lawyer? And that's the easy stuff. But if you brought on like economists, like if you wanted to go down the investment route, to it, which I'm on an investment focused real estate agent, like my, my agents on my team will take care of like my, 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 my 9,280, if somebody wants to list their house, or go look for a home, my agents will handle that part. I handle all the investment stuff. So as an investment-focused realtor, the content that you can go out with and stay in touch with your client on is endless. There's always reports coming out. Give your commentary. Give your opinion on it. You'll be surprised how quickly you can get to 50 touches. Add on to massive parties a year. And obviously, you know, during lockdown, you got to you gotta pivot. But we've always consistently thrown a massive party at the end of the year, which was like a tied to uh, a charity. We just decided to do that. You don't have to. Um, but the other one is like a barbecue or summer kind of get together. Um, you can get to 50 touches really quickly. As you continuously see people and talk with them, everyone on everyone's mind is what's happening on the real estate market. What's your thoughts on it? We get it so much and everyone here will get it as well that we even now say, not today, Aaron, like we're at a party. You know, let, let, let's talk yeah. about this on Monday, you know, and then, and then I'm going to look over to Roe and say, Roe, remember Aaron, like I got to call him on Monday, you know, like you got to follow up afterwards. So content I, creation I, and, and, and 50 touches a year. Dude. And, and so many great ideas for that 50 touches a year. I even like it when you're, when you're out and they say, tell us about real estate. You go, not today. Today we're having fun. We'll call you Monday. We can talk real estate. Jazz, this has been awesome. You know, I mean, I could talk with you for another hour. We had, I had so many questions we didn't even get to get to today, but as we run out of time, I want people to be able to, to find you. So I'm sure I'm going to be able to go find you on social. We're going to be able to chat on there. What's the best way for people to find you? What's your podcast? How can they follow up? I really appreciate that, man. I hope I brought some value to the conversation today for your viewers and listeners. I'm a very, very uh, uh, passionate guy. Your listeners can't see, but I'm a very, I'm a good looking Indian guy as well. But the viewers, I'm sure, will comment on that. Go to our YouTube. You'll be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go to Aaron's YouTube page. Uh, my podcast is quite simple. The name is Jazz Takar Podcast. Easiest way to connect with me to see if you kind of uh, like what I'm talking about and doing is just check me out on my YouTube page. Same name, Jazz Takar. Um, and then you'll figure it out from there and do more of a digital deep dive if if you like or and or uh, 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 like what you hear or see. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, the and we will put that, those links in the show notes. Jazz, it was really cool getting to meet you. I, I'm going to have you on again. We're going to have to. We'll get some you know real estate news to get to talk about. Do some of our state of the market chats together, just because the uh, I could see us chatting for a while. Thanks for coming on today. I hope that you get to you know your next few months and the rest of the year you finish strong and uh, real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. 
They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.